Hi, I'm Shona, and this is my podcast. I'm a mum, a pre and postnatal trainer, CrossFit coach, yoga teacher, and I don't take myself or life too seriously. Enjoy my podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Shona Strong podcast. How are you? I am introspective. So today's episode might be a little bit heavy but I'm going to start with a kind of funny story or just like a funny thought that is in my brain and maybe that will kind of like break the tension a little bit. But anyway, do you ever have days in your life where you're like, how did I get myself here? How has this happened? You know, like it can be positive or it can be negative like you can be having like a pinch me moment or you can have kind of like the opposite of a pinch me moment when you're like well maybe it's still a pinch me moment but you're like I've I've got a degree and this is what I'm doing right now I actually had one of those days once working in pure gym in the center of Glasgow on a busy like I think it was like a Tuesday night or something and someone had pooed on the floor of the women's changing room on the floor busy Tuesday night I had so many questions so many questions and it was so it was a busy night and like normally I think we would have I told the manager um oh no no manager wasn't in that was why that was why so manager wasn't in there was no cleaners there I was the only female member of staff on So I had to clean up someone's poo off the floor, a human's poo off the floor in the gym on a busy Tuesday night. And I was having one of those like, I've got got a degree, I've got a degree and this is where we're at, cleaning up human jobby. But I've definitely also had opposite moments where I'm like, I... I'm so happy that I'm here. I don't know how I've found myself here, but this is a proper pinch me moment. None of those are coming to mind right now, but I feel like I recognised this in someone else the other day. I was watching the news and it was BBC Scotland news and they were talking about uh, sheep and methane and how there are scientists working on genetically modifying sheep to release less methane we all know what we're talking about here like this is this was this was the thing that immediately struck me about this little news segment is how no one was losing their shit laughing like we all know that we're talking about sheep farts we all know this but everyone involved in this little segment was so serious the news presenter, the scientist they had on, the farmer, and it was really funny. So they're they're genetically modifying sheep to release less methane because obviously methane is bad for the environment. And if they can, uh, they've obviously genetically modified sheep, or maybe genetically modified is the wrong word, they're like breeding sheep to produce more wool or to produce uh, more meat but can they also breed them to produce less farts? And there was a little clip of um, them taking a sheep into this like chamber 
and the sheep was inside the chamber and obviously that's how they measured the amount of methane that was coming out or the amount of farts and what was so funny to me was there was a little window on the front of the door (laughs) and the sheep was looking through the window (laughs) ah it was it was wonderful and then I was going through this little like chain of thought and thinking like right I've heard in the news to talk about like cows releasing a lot of methane and now I've heard about sheep's producing a lot of methane but I feel like there's a lot more humans on this planet than sheep or cows we'll need to google that to confirm but I, I know like a hunch is telling me that are humans responsible for the amount of methane released if anyone knows please message me and tell me But imagine, imagine that in some sort of dystopian future, they put people in tanks to measure how many farts they released and you were deemed to be bad for the environment and that you would be eradicated because you released too many farts. That would be some sort of, you know, Armageddon shit right there. And I wonder as well, I remember hearing or reading somewhere that the average person farts eight times a day. And I also remember thinking, oh bloody hell, that's not very much. I've probably farted eight times since I started recording and I started recording five minutes ago. So now I'm worried that in this dystopian future, I'll be one of those people that are eradicated. Anyway, let's move on to the subject of this podcast. So I am gonna I'm gonna be vulnerable in this podcast. I really struggle with being vulnerable, and one of my coping mechanisms is to make jokes and be funny. So I think like that <laughs> it kind of explains a little story at the start of the podcast because I wanna be funny and yeah, we can maybe unpack that. We can unpack that another time. But anyway, I'm gonna be vulnerable. And the goal of this podcast is maybe to help you feel a little bit less alone, feel heard, feel like someone is going through something that you might be going through. Because I really do think what I'm going through is is connected with being a mother. Like it obviously has all come up and been happening to me in the last year or so. It's or year, two years. Obviously, Cormac's been alive for two years. Uh, has been like slowly building up and things have absolutely come to a head recently and I'm working on it. So I have been seeing a therapist because recently I've been really struggling with my mental health. I have been just feeling really low and oh god you can hear my voice I'm kind of struggling to to speak here but I will do my best. I'm feeling really low um really beating myself up my inner critic is the loudest voice that is in my head there is this huge core limiting belief that I have that I'm not good enough and I'm really struggling with self-compassion so I first of all reached out to it's called pandas which is uh, postpartum depression or peri- perimental health and postpartum mental health charity. 
I gave them a phone and how that works is you um, phone them or send them a WhatsApp and they are so, so busy and, and oversubscribed, which I think tells you how common and not talked about a problem this is for you to have, for someone to suffer with their mental health um, during pre and postnatal. So reached out to them and within like a week I had a phone call back and it was a man, which I was actually quite surprised about and he was really empathetic and asked me loads of questions and um, I initially thought it was postnatal depression because where my mental health struggles were really coming out, where I was really struggling with um, my capacity and being a mum, I felt like I was just really unable to deal with any difficult moments and in particular when Cormac was whining, he's going, he was going through like a kind of whiny stage and I hate using the word whine, it's so negative, I was really super triggered by it and I just felt like I couldn't cope with it at all, I would, I would be like Paul I really need you to take over because I am losing it. <laughs> Um, so I spoke to this guy and I mentioned that this was like the main issue that I was having and he uh, asked me various questions. He did also ask me about my financial status and he said, to be honest, if you've got the, if you've got the resources to seeing someone privately is the way forward and I absolutely do have the resources to. I just thought that maybe this would be specialised um, because it is pre and postnatal so um, he told me to go and see someone privately and that's what I've done and I um, have found a therapist and if you are wondering how to find a therapist I went on the BACP website which is like a it's like a you know online directory of um, therapists I think that is just the UK but if you're listening to this I've got a client who reached out to me she's in Australia I just did a bit of googling and I found something quite similar in Australia um, so it basically it's just like an online directory and what I liked about it is that you can type in what you want help with and everyone's profiles will come up with a profile picture which so interestingly has such a bearing on who I chose um, I mean, you can dive into that if if you want. But I I spoke. To, I've got I've got a pretty good friend who is a therapist, um, and she said that is really important. And I think that well, she said that um, she's a little bit younger than me, and most of her clients are people like her. Um, I chose someone who is maybe a little bit older than me. Um. But also just her her profile picture, she was really smiley and friendly. But she also said in her profile that she does a lot of talk therapy. Um, I don't think she does so much CBT. I've had two therapists before. Um, the first one, uh, she was really good, but she kept forgetting about her sessions. And that was kind of triggering. So I was like, I don't want to be ignored love me um so yeah I was like no I can't do this anymore and then the second person she was really lovely as well but she um told me a little bit too much about her own life which kind of 
made me then want to impress her like I've got like I mean I don't think that's unusual people want to want other people to like them and I want everyone to like me and she also said in the first couple of sessions um that she like I practice attachment parenting I'm a gentle parent and I I co-sleep and I breastfed up to two years old and I felt like if I came to her with any sort of I'm struggling with being a mum that she would judge me and so I probably held back a lot of the stuff that I should have been speaking to her about so didn't continue with her and I mean this was all this was all like quite a while ago um I think the second person was when I was maybe about six months postpartum the first person was when i just before I'd found, like maybe when I was trying to conceive, because obviously trying to conceive brings up a lot of stuff, especially the self-criticism, the not feeling good enough, feeling like a failure, all that stuff. So that was when I saw her. Anyway, so recently what has been coming to a head is the the being triggered by toddler behaviour. Um, and I think it all links back to... Uh, getting a chance to reparent your own inner child and it maybe brings up a lot of stuff and yeah uh find find finding that quite difficult so I've been having quite a few sessions with my therapist and what kind of surprised me maybe I think we're on like session number six is that I don't actually feel better yet (laughs) um I feel like there's been loads of discoveries that's been really, really helpful and really enlightening. Um, but I don't feel better yet. And what I love about her as well is that she is super, super positive and she is able to reframe a lot of the things that I'm saying and shine a light on some of the things that I'm saying. Um, and one of the things that I said is, I feel like I'm in a hole right now and I'm scrabbling to get out. And she said, no, you are walking into the eye of the storm. And I thought that was so powerful because instead of, instead of like me feeling like I can't get out and like this is, this is hopeless, feeling like I'm walking into it, this this is something that I'm choosing to do and this is going to make me feel better, but it's so hard while you're doing it. And I, I can relate this back to the coaching that I do, the, what, the work I'm doing with my clients is that sometimes things are hard before they get better. Like if we, if we really want to experience growth, it's not just a case of, okay, follow this diet plan and do this exercise and you'll be fixed. Like if we are struggling with these things, which most people do, if that makes you feel any better. Most people do struggle with these things, especially when we become mothers, is leaning into all the reasons why and and doing a little bit of introspection and doing a little bit of work. So what is great and I love about this girl that I'm seeing is that she's encouraging me to speak about the things that we're that we're learning in my sessions to my clients she said you are in such a great position you're working with loads of people like you who will be going through similar things that you're going through so encourage them to do this work 
And that's why I feel it's important for me to make this podcast because I don't I don't feel alone and I don't want you to feel alone if you ever are feeling this. So anyway, in the last session that we had, we spoke a lot about self-compassion and inner critic. I had said at the start of our session, I'm really struggling with the self-compassion, <laughs> really struggling with it. And the reason that I struggle with it is because I think a part of me feels like the way that I speak to myself is kind of helpful. <laughs> Let me explain. My inner critic has been holding me to a standard. That's the way that I viewed it. My inner critic has been not letting me off with things. My inner critic has got me to this place that I'm at with my business. My inner critic helps me do things that I don't want to do, like go to the gym or go for a run or, you know, um, say no to things if I'm working on fat loss. Like, I, that's, that's what I felt like my inner critic has been doing for me. But she... <laughs> she was like that that's a, that's really twisted and what she got me to do was take all the different areas of my life and talk about what this inner critic is saying to me so like motherhood like career my body my relationships and i didn't realize this but she was writing all this down and then she read it back to me and I was like, this inner critic is absolutely nuts. She is so horrible. <laughs> she is absolutely horrible. And not in any universe would I think that she would be an encouraging, motivating, loving, guiding person. And I work with people who... Like, I, 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 I want to be that person in their life. I want to be the person who, like, just treats them with love and guidance and, and um, shows them what they're capable of and helps them with that inner critic. But at the same time, like, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm holding myself to a different standard and not allowing myself to, to be treated with the compassion and love and empathy that I'm treating my clients with. And actually treating like a lot of my friends and family with as well. So she read this back and her, <laughs> it was just really enlightening. I just think that that's one of the, the big things that I've taken away from these sessions is that I'm like, wow, this is, this is mad. So um, what she wants me to do as an exercise and what I think that uh, would be really helpful for you to do if you're someone who struggles with an inner critic is draw your inner critic because your inner critic is not you. What does she look like? What, what does he or they look like? What are they? And we had a little bit of a laugh about this because she said um, her inner critic is... Oh, I can't remember. Like, no, she said her inner critic is like a sort of stereotypical old school like cartoon witch. Like, she's green, she's got, like, a warty face, you know, all that stuff. She said that um, one of her clients has an inner critic that looks like a big slug. It's just a big, slimy slug. And then I was thinking about it, and 
I was kind of drawn to like uh do you know when the Simpsons and they've got the the PE teacher and she's like really tall muscular big thighs um kind of like a Miss Trunchbull type character um that's like the first iteration of what I think my inner critic looks like like a kind of boot camp scary uh almost like a kind of exaggeration of what how I see myself <laughs> I mean you're gonna be like what you're not like Miss Trunchbull maybe like that's kind of what how I do see myself sometimes um but actually like now that I think about it I wonder what this this inner critic looks like so her task is for me to draw this inner critic and then to with little speech bubbles write all the things that she is saying to me and some of those things I'm going to say them to you right now. <laughs> you're going to be like, Shona, you are nuts! It's things like, if you're not building your business every week, then you are failing. Uh, you need to have visible abs. And if you don't have visible abs, then you are not in shape. That's nuts. That's totally nuts. And I do not actually think that <laughs> about people. I just have this like thing about me. Um, you're not good enough you are embarrassing and cringy. Like all of these things that you're listening to this and I'm sure like if you listen to this, you like me and you don't agree with these things. But we've all got these like sort of things that we say about ourselves. And then once I've done that, um, I have to draw what I look like when I'm at my most happy and my most content and what that looks like. And I don't think that what that will look like will be what I think the result of the inner critic thinks I should look like, if you know what I mean. Like, I don't think that Shona living her best life is, uh, has loads of money and really materialistic and um, is super shredded and, you know, all of these things that I think that <laughs> the inner critic tells me I should be I don't think that's what that Shona looks like when I'm at my most happy and relaxed is when I am helping people when I'm feeling connection with people when I'm um, in spaces where there's lots of like women I, I just find that that is when I'm at my most happy and, and that's why I'm really really excited about this Sunday this Sunday me and Rosie Davy, the pelvic floor physiotherapist, are hosting our first ever floors course and more event. And that is going to be all about pelvic floor and athleticism and how to look after your pelvic floor and address any pelvic floor dysfunction and get back into the type of exercise that you love. And when I think about all of those things, that is when I get so fired up and happy and I think that that is where my purpose in life lies, is helping women love and feel confident in the type of exercise that they're doing and love and feel confident in their bodies. That is that is my golden life. That's, that's where I thrive and feel the most happy. And all this other gumph, this other stuff that I'm working on is getting in the way and that's why I'm like tired of it and this needs to change. I'm going to take a little break because I've spoken for 23 minutes without, without stopping. Hello, I'm back. Had a little drink of coffee and pulled myself together. Feeling better. 
So I think this is really important for me, A, to do this whole therapy process and B, to talk about because I do struggle with vulnerability and I know that anytime I am vulnerable, it, it does help people because it's really good to share. It's good to know that you're not the only person going through something and that it doesn't make you weak to show big, tough emotions. I think that's a really good thing to... to model as a parent because uh, especially as the mother of a son is modeling that it's okay to have big emotions and that it's not something that is uh, only to be had by women <laughs> like young boys and men can have anger and sadness and fear and all these other things and grief and it's okay to show them and that actually will make him a really secure person. So anyway, um, that's that's this podcast. That's this podcast. What am I going to say now? Um, I really encourage you, if you are struggling with your mental health, is to speak to someone. It ha- has been so helpful for me. And it is a journey. And my therapist said to me that so many people just don't, address this they grow into people who are angry and jealous and bitter and I was like hell no I don't want to be that person I want to be happy and joyful and loving and carefree and healthy mentally and physically and so that's why I'm doing what I'm doing if you want to chat about anything that I've spoken about I am all ears I can even just be someone that will listen. I can be someone who hears you. I can be someone who points you in some direction. Don't don't hesitate to message me. Have a lovely day. Sending you all the hugs and also receiving the hugs because sometimes I need them too. Bye. <laughs>